Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Totry, joined once again on this fabulous Wednesday by Sean DePaz. And then we've got Shane Diefenbach all the way in Alabama ahead of this week's senior bowl. Guys, how are we doing? I'm cold. It's raining. Better than Shane. Yeah, Shane, (laughs) you're going through it over there in the rain right now. (laughs) There's not much else to say about it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You look cold. We're over here in uh, bright, sunny downtown Phoenix. Um, And we got a big show today. We are joined by none other than Arizona State men's basketball coach Bobby Hurley this morning. Bobby, thank you so much for taking the time today uh, to speak with us for a little bit. Good morning, guys. Good to be with you. So we'll we'll start off. I want to just get into the recent stretch of games that you guys had. Obviously, a very, very difficult stretch with USC, U of A, that Stanford game in there. What do you feel like your team learned about itself during that week? Well, I think, uh, you know, starting with Stanford, just that, uh, you know, we're we're learning how to play better offense. Just uh, we put some points on the board in that game. We shot over 50 percent from the field, which was – a welcome sight for me. We've just uh, you know, we've struggled to score this year. It's been uh, it's been a challenge for us to put points on the board, and you know, our defense has been pretty solid throughout the whole year. But that's been you know the missing ingredient. So it was great to see guys you know put the ball through the basket in that game, and uh, it was a tough tough pill to swallow to lose that game. I thought we played a winning game, you know, on the road, and you know against a team that's playing pretty well. Stanford is. Uh, playing pretty good basketball right now. And uh, so I just, you know, at this time of year, especially guys, you just like to see, you know, your team playing better and, and competing and battling out there. And I think that uh, we did that certainly at Arizona, just uh, they're one of the top teams in the country this year and, you know, potent offensive team and, you know, very, uh, you know, very good at the defensive end as well. And um, so I think the way we competed, you know, we were down two, I believe, with seven minutes left in that game. We, you know, we led through the majority of the first half. So I think there were some positive signs that we're getting better as a team and starting to figure some things out. Um, so you, I mean, you mentioned a little bit like your struggles to scoring. What like little things do you need? Do you think your team needs to improve to kind of come out on the winning side of these these really close games that you've had? Yeah, I think that. 
we've been able to do that, you know, in, in certain situations. Our, our game at Oregon <clears throat> was a, a very close game. We won an overtime at Creighton, you know, our Utah game at home. So we've been able to win some. And, you know, the Stanford game and certainly the Arizona game, we came out on the wrong side of, you know, a, a relatively close game. But, you know, it comes down to little things, you know, free throw shooting, um, you know, just converting late, um, just making plays down the stretch in these games to close them out. Uh, but I don't – I have a lot of confidence in my team, you know, in our ability to win close games, uh, especially the way I think uh, Jalen Graham has emerged the last couple of weeks, really has, uh, you know, given us a presence on the, uh, in the paint and uh, given us the ability to score inside. And a lot of this year we've been outside in, outside in, and it's great to see his development and – him making plays out there kind of changes the dynamics, you know, of our offense. Yeah, Coach, you guys have had multiple stretches this year where you're, you know, you look like the better team. Um, and it's came in different ways, you know, against USC, it was with this fast pace, you know, forcing turnovers. And then against U of A, you kind of slowed down the pace. Where do you think this team plays its best basketball? And do you think it's found its identity yet? I just think we've got to, you know, got to play great defense every night. And that's been, you know, in our best victories, you know, we've we've held our opponent down. We've really defended. We've, uh, you know, we've kind of grinded it out. And I think we did that versus Arizona. You're holding them to 32 percent. And they're one of the top offensive teams in the country. And, you know, our Oregon game, similar thing. Creighton, I think we just, you know, we got to play smart on offense and and execute. And, and defensively, we just got to be hungry at that end of the floor to accumulate stops and, you uh, you know, using our, our quickness on the perimeter and and using our length around the basket to challenge shots. I think, you know, that's where we're at our best when we're playing at a high level at that end of the court. Yeah. Bobby, this team's built a little bit different than some of your other teams in the past. What's been kind of like the learning curve this season specifically? Well, it's it's been trying to manufacture points and, and figuring out how we could do that. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, certainly not having Marcus Bagley most of the year has been a tough adjustment for us because, you know, we're kind of counting on on him to, you know, put up 18 a game. And uh, that's what where my thoughts would have been just watching him train, get ready for the season, you know, piggybacking on last year where he had some really good moments. And so um, there's an adjustment there. And, you know, can our defense, you know, create some points for us? Um and that's been really the, the biggest challenge, I think, for this year's team. And so um, looking at some of the specific players on the team, you mentioned that you were kind of relying on Bagley for that offense. You struggled a little bit to, to get offense in his absence. Uh, you have a guy like Mario who's coming from the Mac, Mac player of the year, um, and has struggled a little bit to score this year. What kind of conversations do you have with him or do you kind of trust him to figure that out? Or are you talking to him at all about that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, he's he's an amazing competitor. Just he uh, has great passion for the game, and uh, you know, I know he hasn't shot the ball well, and and maybe you know, from a scoring standpoint, ha- has underperformed in that one area. But he's uh, he gives you his heart and soul out there, and just uh, you know, really competes both ends of the floor. I think he's got the respect of his teammates, and you know, he's had his moments in the, over the last couple of games where he's showing signs of uh, of having a breakout. I thought his his three-point shooting versus at USC was very good. I think he had 21 points in that game. So, uh, 
And then he's had some other nice moments over the last two weeks. But he's uh, he wants it bad. He's working at it. He's one of our hardest workers in practice. And just hoping here over the next six weeks that, you know, he could really, you know, find himself and, and take another step because we could certainly, you know, use that boost uh, from Marion. Coach, has it been strange to kind of adjust from having, you know, a regularly high-powered offense to now you're finding yourself coaching a team that's winning its games with defense? Uh, and what what is that like coaching this type of team? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's been different. And, uh, you know, again, I respect our effort and how hard we're playing and competing, but it's not exactly, you know, my vision of, of teams that I've had in the past and had success with here. And it's uh, – it goes a lot against my my recruiting philosophy and my pitch to to guys we're trying to bring in is you know we're this fast paced team and we've been a team that's been in the top three in the Pac-12 and scoring over the last several years so this is uh, a little bit of a different group and again I'm I think uh, you know not having Marcus you know has has hurt that process some and uh, you know we're we're looking to get him healthy and then just continue to you know, recruit at a high level, you know, evaluate, you know, the team after the season and, and see where we need to get better and, and get closer back to, to where we need, you know, to be at the offensive end of the floor. Bobby, you mentioned your success with some of your previous teams, a guy that was a part of those teams, Kamani Lawrence, how valuable has he been to this year's team from a leadership perspective? I mean, he's been great because, you know, we've had some heartbreaking losses. I mean, you could talk about the, you know, the 70 foot shot and, you know, these different things that have happened to us this year and um, that, that have been tough. And internally in the locker room, I think he's been outstanding. He's uh, he's a guy that I could talk about, you know, some of my best teams here that he's been on. And then, you know, also a season like last year with COVID and guys being injured and, and it not going well. So he's kind of had a taste of, of everything. So uh, certainly he's able to reinforce you know, my messaging and uh, he's just a guy that I could have conversations with about, you know, what's the psyche of the group. And that helps me, you know, either build the guys up or, or keep putting my foot on the gas. So it's uh, it's great to have someone that I'm I've had this time with. And uh, and he's he's had a great season. He's you know, he's another guy that really just gives you everything he has. Again, you mentioned some of like your teams in the past. It's been uh, almost seven years since you've been hired. Kind of, how do you see your impact on the program and how the program has changed uh, since you got on board? Well, I think uh, you know the last two years in COVID has not been good to me, and and uh, in terms of how we performed, and I certainly feel like you know just from a results standpoint that you know we gotta we gotta do better and we gotta improve. Uh, but, you know, it was uh, we had great momentum in the program when uh, when we stopped our season, you know, with COVID a couple of years back. We were playing as good as I've had any team play here at Arizona State. We were, you know, positioned as, you know, one of the favorites in, in the conference tournament that year and and certainly, you know, a lock for the NCAA tournament. So to not see that season play out, you know, as good as we had played in the month of February, that was kind of been my message to the team. Now we've been knocking on the door here the last week and we've had some good performances, but it's all, anything's possible. And, uh, you know, we put together a heck of a run a couple of years back, winning seven straight games and I believe nine out of 10 in the pack 12 and, you know, late in the season. So that's kind of the goal. How, you know, can we keep getting better? Can we take a couple of steps here, uh, you know, this week and next week and, 
and, and see if we could, you know, really be a threat, you know, once we hit the uh, Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, Bobby, my favorite part about watching your teams in the past, especially this team, is it doesn't matter if it's the first minute of the game or the last minute of the game. The intensity kind of seems like it's always the same. Um, there's a lot of passion. It's like guys like Marion are calling for travels with like a minute and 20 seconds to go. How do you keep guys like that, you know, locked in and focused? Is there anything you do differently than, than other coaches or is it just the philosophy overall? Well, I mean, you just got to you gotta have a short memory in this game and you're going to make mistakes. Guys aren't perfect. You just got to you know, play through your mistakes or, you know, whatever's, whatever adversities are happening. And we've been exposed to a lot of adversity this year. Again, just uh, stoppages, you know, injuries. Um, you know, we had a game canceled here at, at, at Desert Financial earlier in December. And um, so it's it's been kind of the same story as last year in terms of COVID. But I think the kids are, are a little better equipped at handling it and a little more resilient, just everything they've been through. So it's, you know, they kind of roll with the punches a lot better. And, uh, you know, no matter what happens, I think it's, you know, especially the last week for us, it, you know, I told the guys, it's got to be encouraging to you that that you could go play Stanford and, and outplay them on offense the way you did and, you know, come up and come out on the short end of that. But, you know, and then go to a place like Arizona right now that's playing as good as any team in the country and has just demolished teams, you know, on their home court. And and to be really competitive in that game is a good sign. And we just got to keep pushing and getting better every day. Bobby, you know things don't get any easier. You got USC again on Thursday, Arizona again, UCLA. A lot's been made of the fan attendance at DFA. What's your message to Sun Devil fans to get them out and show their support starting Thursday against USC? Well, I mean, these are these are premium games. They're uh, high-profile games in terms of all these teams being nationally ranked, and so I mean, it would be helpful to have a great environment and you know get back to how that place was uh, a few years ago. And we had, I mean, we've had some really good turnouts this year. I mean, our Grand Canyon game was an, an amazing environment, um, and, and we've had others. You know, so I I think it certainly would be a great thing, but. At the same time, I'm totally aware how people might feel about the virus still and just not being wanting to be around people. And, you know, I totally get that, too. But it's, uh, you know, it would be great to, uh, you know, to, to have a great turnout this week. I think we're going to get into. So we, we've got all the basketball related questions for you. Want to have a little bit little bit of fun on Wednesday before we send you off. So we've got a couple rapid fire questions. We're just going to go around um, and just. Your first answer or your favorite answer uh, is all you got to do. So your your favorite place to eat in Tempe? You kind of broke up a little bit. I didn't get to the end of that question. So what is your favorite place to eat in Tempe? Well, I mean, I, can I just make it a broader range here to just the, the whole <laughs> of Phoenix, course, Scottsdale, of Tempe area? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I would say Dominic's. I, I like um, uh, Steakhouse, and uh, my my daughter just had her uh, her birthday, so we're able to to go there and, and enjoy a good meal. So I would say Dominic's. Um, moving a little bit away from Tempe, what, what's your favorite place to your favorite road trip outside of playing the actual basketball game? But in terms of the cities and the the colleges that you actually get to go to, what's your favorite road trip in the Pac-12? Uh, good question. I mean, cool cities like like Seattle's is a great place to go. Um, you know, the Bay Area is nice, but I, I would I would say the L.A. swing just to 
know, we usually would stay in the marina, you know, for both of those games. And, you know, I, I, I love to exercise. I love to run. I love my Peloton bike. So that hotel, literally you run right out and you could get right down to the ocean and, uh, and, and you, you know, you run and buy, you know, muscle beach and, uh, and where they filmed white man can't jump. And then you're running out on the pier. So it, it gives me like 45 minutes at, uh, on those days where I'm thinking about having to play UCLA and USC, a little chance to, to disconnect. And, uh, and the weather's usually good too. So. Well, what about the hardest place to play in terms of stadium noise, anything, not even in the Pac-12, just in the country? Well, I would say, you know, goes without saying Arizona's environment, like being in that environment is different. And it's, uh, you know, it's an amazing you know place to play. I know our players are really excited to play in that in that environment. Um, I would say with the altitude, just going to Utah and Colorado is different. I mean, I remember the day to game running on the treadmill and I was gassed. And then I'm going to tell the guys, man, I crushed it on the treadmill. You know, there is no altitude thing. We ain't, you know, we're not thinking about that. But it was, uh, I certainly felt it, but I was trying to, you know, play mind games with the team on that one. But um, I would say nationally too, though, it's it, Kansas was uh, was something to play there and and to win, you know, win that game and on that court with the history there and just how loud that crowd was. It was pretty crazy. Now, I know your players do, but do you as a coach have any, pre-game rituals yeah like kind of all day is um first i don't eat on game day um and so that those nine o'clock games are, are rough for me uh, at night and the pac 12 we get a bunch of those late <laughs> games so, um it's it's a it's a it's just a, something i i've been doing since i've been an assistant coach and uh i i don't want to eat to to make myself uh feel sluggish or tired and um but I have all other things that I do, like I'll meditate during the day after shoot around. And, um, you know, I, I always have a specific routine like pregame. I usually get out on the floor about 65 or 70 minutes before the game starts just to, you know, to get a feel for warm ups, look at both teams. Then I head back in the locker room and usually then start thinking about, you know, what the first few plays are going to be in the game and try and visualize that and then just get changed and get ready. The, the last hour leading into the game is the worst for me because, uh, you know, you can't warm up like the team is warming up, getting ready, and you just can't wait for the time to just go so you could, you know, start that game. Speaking with the kind of the pregame ritual thing, on your, on your drive to the arena, are you listening to any specific music, any specific artists? Are you radio off, just kind of focused? What's your kind of your drive to the arena like? I don't know. I mean, I just on the bus, I usually always I always wore I always listen to music, you know, some type of music, big variety. I mean, it's wide ranging variety. But uh, I've gotten away from that. You know, I don't know, just COVID and these, you know, the last season and a half is, you know, I've, I've kind of flipped some things. So I, I've gotten rid of the headphones and I'm not blaming them for us not playing well all the time. It's not, probably nothing <laughs> to do with music or but uh, yeah, so I've scrapped that. Um, but you know, I, I have a core, you know, a core thing, a you know, group of things that I do pregame. Do you have any specific artists or anything like that that you that you go back to? Any like a genre of music? Um, I mean, I, I like you know '90s hip hop. You know, um, so I, I'll do some of that. I mean, heck, I'll have like as as bad as this might be to say, I'll have some Adele just to like try and. <laughs> 
get some other touch, some other places, just, uh, you know, uh, some more depressing type. You know, <laughs> and then some more hype stuff, more, you know, more rap and hip hop. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit all over the map. And great choices. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so the current distraction, pretty hard not to notice it. Do you have any um, moments that you remember, most memorable moments, or do you just kind of stay away from it and focus on the game? I, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to, like, pay attention to it. I, I don't really notice it um, as much. I have a lot of a lot of things going on. But it's uh, – I, I, I did know that Grant Hill, my former teammate, was going in there. The ones the, they told me the, the day before and uh, when he might go in. So that was cool seeing him. I appreciated him doing that. Um, and I knew Michael Phelps, obviously. That's the most famous one. And, you know, we, we really appreciated him, you know, taking his time to do that. Last question we've got for you, Bobby. Who are you going with in the Super Bowl? Well, my brother, it's crazy. My brother is, is the head coach of UConn, and he's uh, – we grew up I, – I, I've been a Cowboy fan growing up, and my brother was he, – he was the rebel in the family, and he went against the grain, and, and he became a Bengal fan way back in, like, the mid-'80s. It was uh, – I think they went to the Super Bowl and played the 49ers, and it was like – like I think the quarterback was Kenny Anderson and he just started liking it, like the icky shuffle and the whole thing. He, he, he was uh, big on all that stuff. So I actually watched uh, that was like one of the first games I've watched all year was there was the Bengals game uh, on Sunday and uh, just rooting for him. You know, he's, they don't get to the Super Bowl too often. So, uh, and I didn't appreciate that the Rams advanced and, and, and our, our squad here locally didn't. So, I'm going with the AFC and going with the Bengals. Bobby, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good luck on Thursday. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Enjoyed it. Thank you, Bobby. Guys, ASU men's basketball. Thursday, USC, they get them again. Hurley said it. Offensively, they need to find ways to put up points and consistently kind of keep them going. We saw it the first time they played. They own the first 12 minutes of that game um, and then kind of fell short. Where do you see, Shane, I'll start with you. Where do you see ASU picking up uh, their scoring inconsistencies? Well, I mean, it's gotten better, and that's kind of all you can ask for. Uh, I, I think you got to go back to guys that are playing their best basketball, guys like Jalen Graham, uh, DJ Horn. You have to go – you have to run plays for them when it comes to the second half because uh, sometimes they just have the tendency to – I don't know if it has to do with them being down and trying to find scoring from somewhere else, but you really, you really have to go to the well. You have to, even if they struggled at the start of the second half, you have to go back and find that magic that was happening in the first half. So just find the hot hand, I think is the best thing because this team isn't great at running sets. They aren't great at, you know, getting their own buckets. They, they have to, they have to rely on guys that are hot. So yeah, f- find your scores. Man. Yeah. I mean, Shane said it like there's obviously the guys that that have been at least somewhat consistent in scoring. I mean, I know we keep kind of repeating this. There's going to be a game at some point where Marion and DJ and or at least two of them all figure it out. We can't hear the music, Shane, so you're just kind of dancing to nothing. (laughs) Um, But there's going to be at some point where we get two of that. But I was dancing. I was dancing to your comment. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We we would love that. I'm very aware you can't hear the music. Yeah, okay. Um, But no, I feel like at some point we're going to get two of that three-headed backcourt beast like going at the same time. And when that happens, I think they're going to be a really, 
really hard team to beat. Um, so it, it's it's gonna come. I'm just not not sure when. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, obviously this team's been on the road for a while. Obviously that the USC game and the Stanford game feel like they happened so long ago. What do you think is like the importance now that they finally get to be back in Tempe with some tough games starting again Thursday, uh, USC? What's the importance of being back at home for those games? I, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, kind of bringing that passion to the fan base. And like Bobby said, these are games that people should be going to. And, and I mean, he, he said like, you know, the – COVID stuff, whatever. And there's a, there's a raindrop on my screen, but I, I think it mainly has to do with the, the the way this the fans feel about this team, and and the way the fans feel about this team is because they don't really watch the full games; they see the mm-hmm. scores. If you watch these games, you realize that they're competitive for at least you know a ten minute stretch every time, and they play hard the entire time. So it's it, it, I think the biggest thing is trying to get that passion to the fan base. Have one good game against USC tomorrow. And you reignite the fan base. I mean, the, the U of A game, there's going to be people there. There always yeah. is. So you just have to have a, a really good showing in one of these games. And maybe that ignites a fan base again. And, and just having a backing, having support, I think would really help a team like this who struggles at points and probably gets down on themselves, even though Bobby, the master motivator he is, doesn't really let that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned in the audio episode on Monday that like Pac-12 teams that – like they've, they've, it's hard to play on the road, especially when you're playing three straight games on the road. Pac-12 teams are one and four in the third game of a three-game road trip uh, this season. So I think just being back home and just being where you're comfortable is going to give them a boost that probably could have gotten them a win at least in one of these close games. Um, and like like Shane said, these are U- USC is going to be the most manageable the most winnable game of these three yeah. the stretch of three games 100%. and if they win that game there's no reason that you don't go to a ucla game or and especially the u of a game being like this team is clearly capable of, of producing some kind of magic and and getting upsets which is what you want to see when you have a team that's in the position that asu is you that's what you're rooting for is you're rooting for upsets you're not expecting them to to win the pac-12 tournament or to win the national championship you're, you're you're trying to get to these games where they can shock the world and give you something to be excited about and i think this usc game is the exact opportunity to do that and it'll set the tone for kind of how this fan base reacts to the rest of the season but you have nothing to lose there's nothing no, no. to lose with no, this game, all. and i think that's the biggest thing they can fall back on yep. yeah i think and this is this is gonna be my bold take okay you know i'm full of them um asu is gonna beat usc tomorrow and They'll, they'll lose to UCLA and then they will turn around and they will beat Arizona at home. Two of three. They will come with two of those three. Um, and I think the most impressive thing that I've learned today, aside from thinking that ASU is going to win those games, is the fact that Hurley goes the entire game day That's unbelievable. without eating. That's unbelievable. He's, he's a madman. He's a madman. It blew my mind. It why do you think he's so mind. angry? He's, that's why he's so angry all the time. He's hungry. I was I was at practice yesterday here in Mobile without food for four hours, and I was about to throw a tantrum. I can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine coaching uh, a bunch of grown men and while losing too. I mean, I I, I couldn't do that. Uh, but look, there, there's a reason why he's the head coach of a Division One program. There's a reason why he kind of changed the culture here as the music is getting even louder now. Uh, <laughs> you have to give Hurley some respect and kind of let him do what he does yeah, uh, when it yeah. comes to not eating. It's, it, you know, at, at times it's work. He's done that his entire career. So we'll let him stay with that. And he stands up. Like, it's not like he's like, 
not eating all day and yeah, he's exactly. sitting down and he's quiet. He is animated, yeah. like full of energy. Not, like, I don't get it. He's going full Looney Tunes. He's going crazy. <laughs> and he's, he, yeah, it's it's really unbelievable. He needs to put the headphones back on because he said he stopped that. <laughs> I and love then, that too. Everything's changed. Um, but no, I don't understand how you could, especially for, like you said, those 9 p.m. games. How do you go literally damn near 24 hours? Because I'm assuming he, he wakes up at like 6 a.m. and he just d- doesn't eat at all. That's unbelievable. True, uh, unbelievable. You gotta be an animal, man. Like 100%. Like <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but I love the vision of him just sitting on like the bus, right? He's got, I could, I could see the commercial now. He's got like his Beats headphones on, Pox playing toward the end of the song. And boom, like Adele, hello, set fire yeah. to the rain no. or something. Like comes on and Dude, he's just rocking. Man. I can totally see Bobby just in the mirror, just I set fire yeah. on the Peloton. He's on the Peloton. On the Peloton. On the Peloton. Oh my god! He's probably doing the, the like an Adele Peloton workout, going from that to like a '90s hip hop workout. What a he is an animal. He is a beast. <laughs> I love it. Well, if. You guys, I know you guys will probably do it, but if, if anybody listening or if anybody watching wants to bet on tomorrow's game, you know where they can do that? DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yeah, because it's America's top-rated sportsbook app. So go download it. The moment we've finally been waiting for is here. It's Super Bowl, guys. We're getting ready. It's an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, and we're giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5, and you get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same-game parlays. You can combine all the bets, all the odds for a much bigger payout. I actually uh, I say. successfully did that yesterday in the Suns game, a, a seven-legger. Good so, boy. Haven't hit a seven-game, same-game parlay in – feels like forever but (laughs) i don't think you ever have before that listen i haven't while i've been in arizona okay we're not we're not gonna go deep into my bet slips from the time i was in indiana we we can go deep in mine real fast have you have you heard any same gamers lately no i actually had a really bad weekend and uh, the trip to mobile (laughs) has been a blessing in disguise because it is illegal here so i'm here for five days off my phone um doing work and not betting on anything and it's been really nice uh, my bank account thanks me for that. But I miss the DraftKings yeah. Sportsbook app. I'm not going to lie. Shade's going to come back in like a full gold gold suit now that he saved a week's worth of money. from. <laughs> I'm fucking shaking not, over here, guys. He's like, going to blow it when he gets saw, back. The Suns were Gold's live stuff. at like minus six last night, and I was like, come on, please, just run that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, if you want to be like all of us and uh, – Win some money. Win. We'll yeah, say like us, win. not Shane. Shane's gonna lose some money. But if, if you'd like to, if you like guarantee, to win some money, I guarantee I'm the only person that's positive from sports betting out of these three. I guarantee that. At like total forever. Yes. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> if you want to win some money, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX and get 56 to one odds on either team. Fetch just five dollars and get 280 in free bets. If your team wins, that's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. It's 21-plus Arizona-only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Guys, ever since Bobby left, I've gotten more cold in the last five minutes. I'm freezing Bobby, right Bobby now. warms your heart. He warms you. But one fun thing. Um, let's see if I can do this. Right, right here. I love this. Rashad White uh, in the yellow helmet. Uh, practice going on from 11.30 to 1.30 today for, this is the national team, I believe. Um, very cold out here, though. 
but yeah, Rashad White behind me right now. He's had a couple. He's had a he had a really good day yesterday. I've been able to watch much of him today, but I'm assuming he's just doing more of the same. Yeah, what was the day like yesterday? Not only for from what you saw from Rashad White, but just like the experience so far uh, for you and obviously Saul's down there as well. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, we got the DNVR guys with us in a uh, Alabama home that looks like it was rebuilt 20 times since the 1700s. The doors don't have enough room to clear the ground when they close. Um, the water, my shower this morning was cold. But other than that, it's been fantastic. Oh, God. The nightlife here is, is interesting. Um, uh, as uh, as RK calls him from DNVR, it's just a bunch of draft Twitter people everywhere uh downtown in mobile so we had a couple drinks last night it was a good time but in terms of the play on the field you know the quarterback play is a little bit lacking um i'm not that big of a fan of desmond ritter wasn't a big fan of him during the year um i know sean has like a shrine of him in his room but man he struggled (laughs) yesterday uh the shrine shrine is of of kobe and sauce not of desmond Okay. Well, Kobe Bryant was fantastic yesterday, but quarterback play, you know, not the best. Uh, we saw a couple of good guys. Sam Howell from North Carolina was good. Uh, Manny from uh, Liberty was pretty solid. I really liked what I saw from him. Wide receivers, not anything to really write home about, but it, it's been fun to watch practice. It's really high-level competition. I told you guys before, Dan Campbell was coaching the second practice yesterday, um, and he was getting the guys fired up. They did some, like, Oklahoma-type drills and the – defense and the offense and whoever lost had to do push-ups and the defense ended up losing uh, it was really fun so yeah the environment down here is just great it's uh, different from anything else except for the fact that it's going to rain through today and tomorrow yeah i know it's only day one but how much or day two today yesterday day one how much do you think rashad white was able to kind of boost his draft stock even in just yesterday's practice um it's hard it's hard for me to say just because i feel like i'm looking at it with arizona state goggles i'm paying attention to him more than really anybody else yeah um there a a couple backs looked pretty good he struggled a little bit to start yesterday um in terms of route running but you know he's he that is what he's good at he's a good pass catching back so he figured it out later um and he couldn't find some holes to start there you know uh, seven on sevens and other or not seven on seven Nice. Not seven so on seven. There's, <laughs> Shane got dragged into practice, apparently, uh, which is actually a great time to transition from former Arizona State players um, and apparently former Arizona State hosts <laughs> to uh, kind of the current big day for ASU football, yeah. National Signing Day. We saw the majority of what ASU's recruits were going to be on early signing yeah. day. Today, so far, just over the course of the last 36 hours, I've seen just a couple guys. They got the transfer today. Um, Chris Edmonds, a former safety from Sanford, jumps out. Big dude, 6'2", 6'3". Uh, just right off the rip, how much can a guy like that improve ASU's secondary that is losing a couple guys? Hey, look, he's back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and blurry. I'm going to try to do this carefully this time. There we go. Uh, <laughs> you sit there and wait your turn now since you left. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, we lost people in the secondary, so – uh, that depth is what is she doing? <laughs> we there's the added depth is good. Um, admittedly, we don't know a whole lot about him, but I, I just like having size on defense is always nice, and, and just that added depth is good. Um, I just like seeing, like we mentioned with some of the other transfers, the more people we have coming in through the transfer portal, I think the the heart of the competition is going to be during spring ball, and that, yeah. I think that's all you can really ask for, um, going into the new season, yeah. 
Shane, we can uh, we can jump back to you now. Uh, okay. Yesterday, yesterday, and you we mentioned a little bit off cam uh, before the show. Uh, the Saguaro athlete, and I'm not going to even name a position because he's quite literally just he's an athlete, a guy all over the field. Javen uh, Jacobs, what stands out to you uh, in terms of just what he could bring to the table in terms of this ASU just team in general? It just really depends on what the coaching staff decides to do with him and what he decides he wants to do. Um, I think he's best as a running back. I think, and I think, you know, ASU doesn't really need a running back, but you can never have too many. Um, I think they'll do some interesting things with him. I think they'll get creative with the play calling, you know, new OC and probably a new offense. Uh, it didn't really work out last year. So it just, it's good to see somebody super notable coming in a recruiting yeah. class for ASU. That's really been lacking and, the worst recruiting class at National Signing Day in like almost 80 years. So it's just good to have a guy like that. His dad was a running back. So, you know, that, that stands out. But wherever he can help out, really, man. Yeah. We're going to have his dad, um, Jacory, on the show will join us Friday to talk a little bit about his son's story um, and just kind of their effort for him to be a little bit of a hometown hero now coming straight from a winning program at Saguaro to now hopefully trying to change that culture uh, at ASU that could really use some wins. But that it could. This kid's uh, – look, I'm looking at his, his – the other schools that were interested in him. He had Yale, so clearly a smart kid, and then he had Army and Air Force. So uh, clearly like a, a, a good guy as well as a good football player. Yeah. Um, just based on the, the schools that are interested in him. So definitely a good get. Yeah. And love the local the local talent. I wish there was more to talk about in terms of National Signing Day for ASU, but that's kind of yeah. kind of where the program <laughs> is, is sitting right now with well, the investigation be- stuff. Before the raindrop attacked my phone, I do want to finish my <laughs> thought. Rashad White yesterday, he uh, while they were doing the scrimmaging, he had some trouble early finding you know holes and getting used to I mean, it's top-level talent. You're playing against some of the best yeah. defensive linemen in the nation. Uh, you know, guys like Ohio State, Hackett, and a bunch of other Georgia, Alabama, just big dudes. But what I think really helped him was doing what he does best and what the Arizona State staff kind of teaches all its running backs, and that's patience. Um, the video I sent you guys yesterday that ended up getting posted on Twitter, you can kind of see in, in slow motion him going slow, you know, trying to find the right holes, and he did that a couple times. So I, I really do think that wherever he ends up, doesn't matter draft stock or anything, uh, first round, second, fifth. It doesn't matter. He's going to be a gem for any team, and br- he's going to bring a lot more than what people think because ASU not really under a national spotlight in terms of football. Yeah. Sean and I talked about it on Monday. Uh, Sean would love to see him in a Bills uniform. Uh, I said that I think – Or Cardinals. Or Cardinals. I think he'd fit really nicely in that Baltimore offense, especially with some guys on their way out there. Where do you – where would you like to see Rashad White at? Sneaky, like New England, somewhere that checks down a lot. Um, mm. You know, honestly, Kansas City at this point, with how they've been playing, throwing the ball like short. Any any offense that isn't afraid to check down. I don't want them to go to an air raid. I don't want them to go to. Is it snowing? <laughs> I don't want them to go. I don't want them to go to to, to some place that's like, you know, that airs the ball out and. And I also don't want him to go to a power running program. You know, I want it to be more where he, he's best, catching the ball in open space. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe Philly. Where's your man playing now? Philly gives him. Yeah, bust out the moves real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see you, Millie Rock. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you almost got him. 
<laughs> I mean, you can. You're just choosing not to. I don't have. I don't have enough room to Millie Rock. Okay, there I regret is. asking. I regret there asking. We need to cut that. That yeah. needs to go on social media. Shay, do you want to wipe a, a raindrop off your phone again and leave the stream? Oh, you're telling me to leave. Nice, funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if you want to check out all of Shane and Saul's amazing content um, from Alabama, you know where people can find that. Where Toe Tree? They can find it at gophnx.com because that's where you get the best sports coverage in Arizona, hands down. It's not like anybody else's coverage. Uh, we've got everything rebranded and kind of reimagined here on the Arizona State beat. Obviously, the Cardinals are doing some great offseason stuff. The Suns absolutely killing it. So you know what you can do? You can become a PHNX member and unlock all of that amazing coverage. All you got to do, again, head to the gophnx.com. And become a member of the family, and you'll get either a free T-shirt from the PHNX Locker or your first month for just 50 cents just for signing up. It's time to redefine what it means to be an Arizona sports fan. It's time to go PHNX. You get some of the best merch in all of Arizona as well. We still got, what, I believe 20% off sun shirts for members. Yeah, you can get this. You know what I've actually heard that work that works really well is um, finding somebody that you have a crush on and gifting them a membership. A year-long membership to gophnx.com. Maybe send a link on Tinder. Um, I've heard that's been working as <laughs> that's well. That's actually exactly that's exactly how I got with my girlfriend. I sent her a gophnx really? subscription. Yeah. Huh. And you a can't... blanket that you knitted yourself. Exactly. Nice. exactly. I, I've got so many like so many questions. I hand knit my girlfriend a blanket for Christmas. Did you actually? I did. Wait, you can knit. I hand knit. I don't have the needles or anything. I'm not that. But you did like the old granny style. No, I I had my hands and I made a loop and I pulled it. It, I learned it on TikTok. It wasn't. You learned how to knit a whole ass blanket on TikTok. Yeah, it literally took like three different motions. It was very easy. I almost quit once, but once I figured it out, it was easy. Damn. And I mean, how'd she respond to it? She She loves it. It's on her bed. Wow. What about you, Shane? What do you do? Uh, That office looks so warm right now. My hands are super pruny. Um, I don't know what you mean by what you do. Knitting blankets? Is that what you're talking Like, what's your your move? Like, clearly, Sean's Sean's, I mean, at this point, we're past the promo. So, like, (laughs) Sean knits blankets here. I didn't know that. What do you do? Hold on. I'm not knitting blankets for any girl that I (laughs) – knit blanket for my girlfriend that I love very much. Josh inspired what I just said. His his girlfriend, I believe, got him an annual membership to go phnx.com. So, shout out to you. It was his wife. His His wife. His wife. Wife, that's fantastic. Love that. Uh, my move, I don't have a move. I, uh, I'm beauty. I'm grace. Um, low power mode. Nice. Turn that on. Um, I don't really have a move. I mean, look at the mustache. Look at the brand. Tip of the cap. How you doing, sweetheart? That's about my move. Jeez. <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. I love don't worry it. about it, sweetheart. Wow. Um, but in in terms of my move today in Mobile. Me and Saul will be covering the offensive and defensive line. I get the beefcakes up front from checking the quarterbacks. Um, and Saul will be covering the def- defensive lineman. We'll give you all the coverage for the Cardinals and everything. That will be available on our Twitter and YouTube channel uh, later in the day. And I'm going to be cold for the whole time. So that's going to be fun. The Deef and Beef is covering the beefcakes. Yep. Shocker. Apropos. <laughs> the, la- the last thing I want to get into today, guys, is – the big announcement in the NFL, which people kind of saw coming, uh, kind of laughable in my personal opinion. Uh, the Washington football team is now the Washington Commanders. Shane immediately, <laughs> immediately unhappy. Uh, just before we get into the actual question, what are you, what are your guys' thoughts 
on the new name? Oh, I mean, they go from one questionable or not questionable, terrible name to a questionable name. Like this was a name that wasn't even like close to the top of the polls for the fan. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're, it's just a little weird. It's, it's weird that they would choose commanders after the last, I just, I, I hate it. 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 It's just boring. I'm just tired. I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not offensive. Am I? Oh, no. (laughs) Shane's questioning his whole life right now. Um, It's just a it's a it's a boring name. You had all this time to figure it out. Like I would have rather them just stuck with football team and be like, you hate that. And go to this. No, WFT is the best name. That's no, like naming like, oh, a cereal. Listen, cereal. I don't think football team's a good name, but I think it's. I think Commander is just like a. It's so forgettable. Like it's just the jerseys. I, said, I think are sweet. I do like the jerseys. I, I like oh. the black. Jer- the black. Jer- <laughs> the burgundy and gold are solid colors. Yeah, the colors are okay. When do you ever see an NFL team with text on the front of their jerseys? It's disgusting. The only pass ones are the black ones. I only like the black ones. I agree. Ones. The That's black what I ones said. are the best. That's ones. what I just said. I like the black ones. What are we doing oh, here? I, I thought you said you like the jerseys overall. Well, I mean, I don't think they're terrible, but the black ones specifically I like. I um, think they're all terrible. Listen, I mean, you had all this time to do something dope, and they did yeah. nothing dope. That's they had. Thing. That's why I'm saying, like, you should have just stuck. Like, I would have been fine with them sticking with the football team for another five years if they had to. If oh, it resulted God. in them being having an actual name, that wasn't. Dude, WFT man. just rolls off the tongue so well. Like, oh yeah, I got Taylor Heineke and WFT plus six. Like, that sounds dope. And also, Give me WFT the entire time. It'd be a horrible you, bet any you, any day of the week. You have the USFL coming that has a team called the Gamblers. Like, they have actual cool names, and you're the Commanders. All right, what what would you guys name a team if you guys could right now? That it's like you're reading my mind. That was the question. You can start because I still got to think about it. Their, Wait, the, their team, team or, or any team? Their team. Oh, their team. I'm naming them like ah oh, Jesus. I don't know. I hadn't put any thought into it. It's not my job. <laughs> Jason Wright's job. Um, I like. I think like the Red Hawks. I think doing like the their. Because, like, there was the designs of them being inspired by, like, the, the, what was it, the, you can do it. I don't remember what it was, but it was, like, the, like, the, the, like, the black airmen. And I'm, like, if yeah. you're going to, if you're going to change it from something racist, just go do a full 180 and do something not, not racist. racist. Um, <laughs> like, not racist. <laughs> the commanders is just, like, I don't, That's I don't why know. the bar is so low. It's it's on the, the floor. But it's not even like the branding team. Like it's just the entire organization. It's run poorly. There's terrible yeah. things going on. They don't care about their fans. Exactly. They don't care about their stadium. As Josh Hunt mentioned earlier, they're just so out of touch with what people want. It sucks. And with me saying that, I'm in touch with what people want. I'm naming them the Mud Crabs. That would be a fantastic <laughs> team. From minor league baseball team. I was of the the opinion that they should ditch the whole Washington thing because I'm tired of DC teams being named Washington. They should have been the DC something. Like I think it would have been Ooh. cool if they embraced the the DC demons. DC demons. Uh, I, I don't like I that. The Washington but. Wolves. I like that better. That's another like a one. Created where... team and that. yeah. <laughs> hey, it rolls off the tongue. Okay, no, it doesn't. The Washington Wolves? Yeah, it sounds like a the generic baby name. It's stupid and dumb. A generic okay, baby I name. Like a Gerber baby? Don't bring that up while I'm in my <laughs> Everybody knows how much Shane loves Gerber babies. Uh, oh, that sounded... Never mind. 
So transitioning, uh, if you can name any Arizona sports team, that was the question. I know this was on the, the PH PHNX podcast uh, not too long ago, but if you can name any Arizona sports team or rename it, what would you give it? You're talking to me? I have the no fucking Phoenix clue. Sports Podcast, Totri, not the PH. The Phoenix Sports Thank Podcast. Thank you, Michaela. Michaela shouts from the <laughs> other room. Um, I don't. Well, which team are you changing? Like I, Arizona State. I'm no okay. The no. Sun Devils is a fucking. The Sun Devils game. is like one of the. I think maybe I'm, the Suns is the weakest of the Cardinals. I was gonna say change the Cardinals because it has nothing to do with the Valley and it's an old old team name. Um, Give me the, the Arizona Cactus Wren, the, the state bird of Arizona. <laughs> Why'd you salute? I don't know. I, don't I think know. the phone's about to die. I'm I think so, that's what it is. I'm... What? <laughs> I, don't... I was saluting God, my dead phone. I, I'm going... Before it's totally off the like rails. The Arizona, um, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, like, if you want to stick with the red bird, go like firebirds or something like that. I like that. Arizona like, firebirds. Like, stick with, like, I just like the whole valley of the sun where, I, like, the city's constantly on fire. It's hot here. Like, the whole, that theme. Um, I, I, I don't mind, like, the Wranglers or, like, the, the Scorpions. I think Scorpion is something that the city should have embraced in a team yeah, name. Yeah, I agree. Um, but something, I just like, I like that, that all the teams, except for the Cardinals, have, like, a valley theme to them. Yeah. I feel the same way. Well, we're going to let Shane get back to his lovely weather over there in Alabama. Yeah. It looks just amazing. Uh, any final thoughts, Shane, before we uh, kick you out? Um, blessing in disguise, since it's raining, looks like tomorrow's practice will be moved indoors and only local media will be able to cover it. So, unfortunately, we won't be able to have boots on the ground at the practice. But it does mean we get to go to Louisiana faster and get into a hotel room, which means I'll be able to join for the USC ASU postgame show Tips off at 10 p.m. my time, so I'm fired up. And Shane can gamble in Louisiana. And Shane, yeah, Shane can gamble in Louisiana. Uh, but I won't, unless I'm on a riverboat. Steamboat Shane, back at it again. Oh, my God. Steamboat Shane. Steamboat <laughs> Willie. Basically, a, just a, a, you're a, a human cartoon, Shane. Yeah, okay, can I go? Yeah, you can leave. See I think you should hold him here a little while. And just make uh, really cold. Follow me on Twitter at Shane Deep. We'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Thank you guys so much for tuning in or if you're listening um, wherever you get your podcast today. Obviously, a very big episode, kind of a relaunch for the PHNX Sun Devils show. Um, so you can follow us on all socials at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me on social at Anthony underscore Totri. Sean, where the, can the peeps follow Mr. Lightskin himself? At Sean underscore to pause. Just being sexy as always on Twitter. Wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> one final note, want to wish a happy... Uh, National Women in Sports Day to everybody, but especially the people here at PHNX. Leah, Michaela, Cheerston, Lindsay, um, all the interns as well. So go ahead and wish everybody in the, the sports community, all the women, um, they do a great job. So go ahead and wish them a happy, happy National Women in Sports Day. Um, but we'll catch you guys tomorrow.